0: Hey, welcome back to Labor Relations Radio. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving holiday. I know we did. So I need to give you a little bit of background about our topic today and my guests. As I think most listeners know, this show is not just about unions, but about the workplace as well. And while the topic of this episode may seem a bit unrelated, it's not. As you listen to my guest today, think about your workplace today and what it's going to be like in the next four to five years. So here's the background. Over Thanksgiving, in addition to the great food and family and friends we had over on the holiday, we had a family who live out of state and they were staying with us for the weekend, which frankly is the reason we're doing this episode of Labor Relations Radio. So within this family, there are three young adults, two college-age kids, and one high schooler. Now, If you're a parent of older kids like I am whose kids are no longer part of the public school system, you may be only vaguely aware of the debate that's been raging back and forth between parents groups and teachers unions, and as well as the debate about things like CRT or critical race theory being taught in the classroom or whether or not transgenderism is being pushed on young people or the debate about biological boys playing in girls' sports if they identify as girls, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Well, in fact, according to former Lieutenant Governor of New York, Betsy McCauley, schools are becoming indoctrination factories, trying to turn children against their country and their own parents' values. It's what the teachers' unions intend, she says. Now, because we have a section of Teacher Union News on laborunionnews.com, We see the stories, and I hear about it once in a while if I happen to be listening to a podcast if I'm driving and that's the subject, but because my kids are mostly grown and not in the public school system or the college system, one is in college, uh, but two are not, I'm somewhat disassociated with all this debate. However, to give you an example of the debate from within the last week, former Secretary of State Uh, Mike Pompeo made headlines when he stated that to him, Randy Weingarten, the head of the American Federation of Teachers, was, quote, the most dangerous person in the world. Quote, it's not a close call, Pompeo stated, if you ask who's the most likely to take this republic down, it would be the teachers unions and the filth that they're teaching our kids and the fact that they don't know math and reading or writing. In response to that, Weingarten called Pompeo out for playing politics. He wants to run for president, she said, and he was attacking all teachers. So that was just within the last week. However, aside from all the hyperbole coming from both of them, there's something going on in the classrooms across America. And regardless whose fault it is, it deserves some attention. Now, if you're like me, whenever I see, see or hear stories involving claims of something that's really bizarre, I'm usually skeptical about it unless I see it for myself or hear about it from someone directly involved. And that brings us to our house guests over the weekend, and particular in particular, two of them who are sharing some stories with us when they arrived that I found really fascinating. They're both kind of funny and disgusting at the same time. So you you may have heard these stories about what are called furries, people who identify as animals, and you may have even heard stories that there are, quote, litter boxes in classrooms, right? Well, you may have heard that these stories are made up or a thing of urban legend. Well, according to my guests today, they're not urban legend. The stories of furries and litter boxes in classrooms are real. And my guests today are E and H. E is a college freshman and H is a high school sophomore and they're sisters from a very deep blue state in the Northeast. Their names are not literally E and H. We're purposely not sharing their names or what state they're from because as you'll hear, they could face bullying and backlash for what they're about to share with you. So on Friday, E and H, as they arrived with the rest of their family, we sat around talking and H was sharing some of her stories about what it's like in the classroom today, and this topic of furries came up. Personally, I found her stories so interesting that I wanted to have H and her sister Eon to share them with you, because it raises some really important questions about what's happening in schools, where society is going in the future, and as importantly for you, how will these kids assimilate in the workplace? You see, if you're in human resources, a manager, or a union leader, you're going to be forced to deal with this, and not too far in the future. So without further ado, here's E&H. You are listening to Labor Relations Radio. So E&H, welcome to Labor Relations Radio, and we should tell the listeners that you two are sisters, and E, you are a college freshman, right? Right. Yes. And H, you are a sophomore in high school? Yeah. So the reason I wanted to do this podcast with you is we had a conversation Friday night and H, you were you were talking about some furries or something. So what is yeah. a furry?
1: So a furry is a person who identifies and acts like an animal and wants other people to treat them like an animal.
0: Okay, so you so we hear about this. Um, you actually have some furries in your school.
1: Yeah, there's there's definitely a bunch of them.
0: A bunch of them. What is that like, ten or twenty or less?
1: Um, probably like twenty to thirty furries that I know of.
0: Really? And yeah. Are they all different animals or or all the same type and are they in a pack?
1: <laughs> well, most of them are like dogs or cats and they all like hang out together and it's kind of like scary. They're like a pack and they have one of the furries is like the leader.
0: Okay. Is that a cat or a dog?
1: Um a leader. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to say it's a leader. It's a little they're very hostile. Is it
0: a
2: cat or a dog? And what is the leader?
1: I don't know. Well, I'm going to say cat. I think okay.
0: so. And they... they don't so, really, go ahead.
1: They don't really like to um, talk to people who aren't furry, so it's a little hard to tell.
0: You mentioned something Friday night about somebody barking at you.
1: Yeah. So I was in the hall, and at my school we have a guide dog. So I thought that the guide dog was next to me because I heard barking, so I was looking around, and, that- and it was a kid, and I thought it was funny, so I took out my phone to record them, and that was a bad move. But they saw me, and they kind of started uh, jumping at me and barking and growling and stuff.
0: Really? And yeah, what do they do in class? Do they actually learn, or do they sit there in a corner and, like, do they actually speak human, or no?
1: Um. It kind of depends. Some of them just sit on their chair, like hands and legs on their chair, and like kind of are very disruptive. And then some of them are like very loud in class. Like if they, if they don't agree with somebody's opinion, they'll kind of like bark at them and like a mixture of barking and disagreeing.
0: What do, uh, what do the teachers do when that happens?
1: Um, kind of just like, they kind of almost like discipline them like you would discipline like If you were talking to your friend during class, like they're kind of just like, oh, you know, X, Y, Z, sit down, you know, something like that.
0: And so are you like, are you expected as a normal student to accept this or like, are you told to call them by their furry name?
1: Yeah. So if you don't respect their like pronouns or their names or like, quote unquote, like discriminate them. To be discriminatory to them in any way, then you get in trouble and you'll get called down to the principal's office.
0: So if, if Bob identifies as a cat named Sabrina, you have to call the cat Sabrina?
1: Right. So if I don't call them Sabrina, then they would go to the teacher and the teacher would probably, if, I, if the teacher told me to call them Sabrina and then I didn't after that, they'd probably send me to the principal's office or write me up.
0: Now, does your school have litter boxes? Uh, Did you say that on when we were talking the other night?
1: My school doesn't have litter boxes, but I know for a fact that two schools in our, like, sports division, like our section, have litter boxes in the classrooms.
0: In the classrooms or in restrooms?
1: At one of the schools, they have them in every homeroom, and then at the other school, they have them in the gender-neutral bathrooms,
0: so, do the students use the litter boxes?
1: Yeah, to my knowledge.
0: Like, where are all the other kids? Are they just, like, in so... the middle of class, they have to go use the litter box in a corner?
1: hmm I'm, yeah. I believe
2: they have, like, a shower curtain thing around it. Yeah. Like, to keep it separate?
1: At one of the schools, there's the one with the litter box in the classroom. I believe there's a shower curtain. They they close and then they go and then in the gender neutral bathroom I don't know they do their business I guess because that's a like kind of like a family style bathroom like it's just one stall with a door that locks.
0: Now, E, you went to this school or you were in that school district, and and you said I think it was yesterday or the day before that um, you saw this coming, but it wasn't as bad as it was now or is now, right?
2: Yeah. So when I. By the time I graduate, there was like one or two that like you kind of knew of, and like there was a couple people that you are like, oh, they're kind of heading there, but it was not nearly as like big of an issue, and there was not nearly as many when I went to school there.
0: And you just graduated, what, two years ago? One year ago, right? Oh, just last year. Hang on a second. Your computer got kind of geeky and sounded like an alien. Can you hear me now? That's better.
2: Okay, um, there was definitely a big jump over the summer. Even just like when I graduated, when H went back, it was much worse.
0: So this is literally within the last year. What do you attribute the rise to that to?
2: Um, I think probably just the lack of discipline. Like and like, even when I went to school there, there was no the kids who I or animals like the furries, like, couldn't really get in trouble because it was technically, like, discrimination. So I think that that made other students be like, oh, well, if they're not getting in trouble, I can do it too. And I, I don't know where it stems from altogether, but.
1: And last year, since, since it was still COVID, students had the option to do all their school from remote, like from home. So I think a lot of the really weird kids did school from home last year also.
0: Yeah. You just, um, is this your full school year back or was last year? Yeah,
1: This is our first school year where we're fully
2: in person. And then last year it was every other day you'd be in person. No, no. Last year was you either had the option to go in person every day or completely online. Yeah, yeah, sorry.
0: So, so the furries were mostly online?
1: Yeah. I'm
0: okay. Sure. And so the school year starts this year and all of a sudden you got 20, 30 kids that are all identifying as animals.
1: hmm Is
0: that right?
2: Yes.
1: Exactly.
0: Huh. What do the other kids think about it?
2: Um, a lot of people honestly just kind of laugh at it at least when I was there, that's mainly, it was, like, the reaction was just to laugh at it, because as long as, it, most kids are just, like, as long as they're not causing me an issue, like, you do you, I'll do me, I think more the kids that have, in, like, a strong, like, issue there, like, speaking against it are the kids that, like, are getting barked at the hallway, in the hallway, and, like, things like that. And there's, well, most people just kind of laugh at them, and then he was saying, <laughs> um, The
1: people who do get in trouble, there's this thing called milking at our school. So at our school at lunchtime, there's a thing called milking, like you'd get milked at our school. So at lunchtime, there's milk cartons they sell for like 25 cents a milk carton. And they're like the small ones. And so furries will buy like two of them if they like disagree with you or if you're, you know, speaking out against them. (laughs) I don't know. Um, And they dump dump them on you at lunch. Really? So I actually know people have gotten, who have gotten milked. And it's, it's not really just furries to people who are speaking out about them. It's really just, like, furries and fur, the furries' friends who, like, when they have problems with people, they milk them. Because it, it doesn't really take, you don't really have to be strong or, like, brave. You know, you can kind of just do it
2: while they're not looking and run away. Well, and there's no punishment.
0: So if a teacher sees it, they don't get in trouble?
1: Um, it would, it really depends on like what happened. Like if it was just, if they got milk dumped on them, just, just like milk, then probably they'd only get like half a day ISS maybe, or like maybe in school suspension or like maybe half a day's detention. But then if they like threw the milk cartons at them, maybe like a full day in school suspension, but nothing like crazy.
0: Okay. So they're furry bullies. Yes. So yeah. they bark at you. Do they meow at you as well? Like the cat, those that identify yeah. as cats, they meow at you? Do they hiss?
1: They hiss. They hiss.
0: <laughs> they really? come up
1: and they um like clawing motions at you and hiss at you.
0: And if you hiss yeah. back, what do they do? You have a hiss off. I
1: don't know. I've, I've never tried
2: it. <laughs> yeah.
0: And if you bark back at the dog's? Dude, what happens then? Are you bullying them?
2: Probably, honestly, that's what it would get. It'd probably be like you're making fun into. of them. Wow. Ooh. But I don't think anybody ever tried it.
1: Yeah, most people just steer clear.
0: Hang, hey, hang on, you broke up again.
1: Again. Yeah. Um, can you hear me now? Yeah. The furry gang is pretty scary. So nobody really wants to test them.
0: Really.
2: Yeah. Well, I think it's more just that you can't the. The furries never get in trouble because the school and the school board is so worried about looking like they're discriminating against these kids just because they identify as an animal, whereas the kids who identify as, you know, humans, um, if they do anything back that could be in any sort of way looked at as bullying, they'll get in trouble so fast because the school also doesn't want to look like they're letting students bully kids because they identify as furries or whatever it is.
0: So did you know these kids before they furried up?
2: Oh, one or
1: two I did. There were two girls that I had known since I was really little and they were pretty normal, like our whole lives. And recently, like I'd probably say in the past like two or three years, they've become like, they're like the leaders of the furry pack.
0: So they're like pack animals.
1: Yeah, it's like a... Go ahead. Um, imagine like a, like a typical high school friend group, right? So there's like, there's like the leader and then the followers, but they're all like animals. So everything's more like, uh, I don't know, but everything is more like primal, if that makes sense. Like they all follow this one girl um, and she kind of like leads the group, leads the discussions, I guess. Because they talk to each other at their lunch table and stuff. Like, they don't just bark at each other. They really only, like, bark at other people.
0: Oh, so it's selective furriness. Yeah. Interesting. Well, they
2: definitely don't think they're animals the whole time. I think they, and I've seen at least, like, some of them, like, talk to each other, like, like, bark at each other, but, like, it almost seems friendly. Like, I, yeah. They, they um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, it's kind of like,
1: It's, like, they can, like, talk to each other, like, how, like, a pack of animals can talk to their own, and then...
0: Using human language. uh,
1: Yeah. It's kind of, like, almost like a mix of human language and, like, barking. They're pretty scary. And then they all have, like... They're starting to, like, transform into the animals, I guess. So they have, like, crazy colored hair and, like, big, huge boots or whatever, and then, like spiked outfits, like a lot of them wear dog collars.
0: these are actual dog collars with spikes on them, yeah, kind of like punk rock things, right exactly the, do do they wear the, like the spiked leather jackets, or do they have like furry jackets
1: um there's a mix I see there's a lot of like spiked leather jackets, spiked collars that ugh. um. Yeah, it's like punk rock with a mix of like emo, and then occasionally it'll be that in like super furry, bright colors, but it's still like spiky. It's weird.
0: And like, do the parents of these furries ever do anything, or are they just like, whatever? Like, do they not think most it's abnormal? Of them,
1: most of the furry parents, I'm pretty sure, support it. Like, they support their kids. They're, like,
2: proud of them for, like, transitioning.
0: Have you ever seen any furries detransition, become human again?
2: Uh, I haven't personally, but I'm sure it's happened. I've seen, I'm trying to think. I've seen a girl,
1: or I don't really know. I know she was born a biological girl, but anyway, they transitioned into, like, guy, and then they were starting to transition into, like, a furry, and they were in that friend group, and then they retransitioned back to a girl. They kind of just took the whole journey.
0: And did the furry group view her as a traitor?
1: Um, is I don't know. Is she ostracized? Probably. They're very, yeah, she actually is kind of ostracized, because the furries don't want to hang out with her, and then the normal kids don't really want to hang out with her either. Hmm.
0: Well, that's a shame.
1: But, Yeah. It's tricky. Um, it's like the furries are very sensitive. They, like, sometimes, like, if you're in a class and you're just, like, talking or laughing, they are like, they'll come up to you and they're, like, don't laugh at us. And then they'll, like, growl at you. But you, even if you weren't even laughing about them.
0: So it's been a long, long time since I was in high school. But there used to be clicks of, you know, the jocks, the pot smokers, and, you know, all those normal type clicks and this sounds like just a different type of click, but, like, what do the other clicks, like, the jocks or some of the others think of that? It's
1: still like, clicks like that. Um, Everybody pretty much ignores them. Like, it's almost like they treat them with, like, the same level as, like, you would treat, like, the, like, gamer kids in high school. Like, it's very just, like, ignored, (laughs) And it's only annoying because they kind of, the furries are a bit more confrontational. Like they go picking for fights. But everybody pretty much just laughs at them.
0: Physical fights are just like Phys-
1: confrontations. They, the furries are always fighting with each other, really. Because we have fights at our school. We used to not have fights like ever. Like there was one fight, it was like an occasion. And now we probably have at least a fight a day, maybe like, three three like I'd say at the very least like three fights a week and it's usually always like furry on furry fighting or like furry Cats versus on like dogs weird. no <laughs> um I don't know maybe but it's it's always a furry involved if there's like a fight
0: now is this furry against furry or furry against human
1: furry against furry and then furry against like humans that are like They're, like, almost furries, you know? They're that close on the...
0: Uh, They're on the furry spectrum, but not quite there.
2: Yeah. There's no way, like, at least I know from when I was in school, like, there's no way that somebody from, like, one of those more normal cliques could get into a physical fight with a furry and not end up being the only person that got in trouble and getting in much worse at all.
0: So the human gets penalized for getting in a fight with a furry, more so than the furry gets penalized when fighting well, a human?
1: The, well, it's here's the thing. If a, if somebody attacks another person, it's not that... You don't get in that much trouble. I think it's like three days suspension out of school. But then if another person fights... if a If two people fight each other, like they both throw blows then they're endangering students around them so if a furry like attacks you you know you're not supposed to fight back because then you don't get in trouble at all and if you fight back against the furry then both you and the furry get a week out of school suspension on your record so you kind of just have to take it even if they initiate the fight.
2: Well and if a parent wanted to push it they could say oh this person is bullying my I don't even know if you'd say ch- my furry because they're furry and it was discrimination and could just, I think a lot of kids are worried about get it getting turned into something like that. Like, Oh, this only happened because your kid is discriminating against my kid.
0: Do the majority of kids and I guess their parents understand that, that it's abnormal or are they are they accepting of it? Like embracing it? Like, is it, is it pressure to go ahead?
2: I think most people are pretty aware it's abnormal. I
1: think, sorry.
2: Um, I think like the furries are obviously really into
1: it. Like the furries and the furries families are usually like, they really embrace it, but it's almost like, it's like an insult now. Like if you're being like weird, people will be like, you're acting like a furry, like da, 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 um, so most people like, they know it's like freakish. Sorry.
0: No, that's fine. So, like, what did the school tell you? Or was it the teachers or did the school come out, like, with some announcement we're accepting furries?
1: Um, well, we have inclusivity, um, what are they called, assemblies a uh, couple times a year. And so the, at that, they usually just say, like, we accept all types of students here no matter their, like, identity, Um like, identity affiliation, which is, like, furries, and then, like, sexual orientation, race, whatever, religion, which obviously no one has a problem with. It's just really the furries. So
0: did they specifically say furries? No, they don't
1: specifically say anything. They usually just say, like, marginalized things. Like, we accept all types of people here, um, but they never say, like, furries. The same way they never say, like, we accept, like, like, something like that. Right. It's, they usually say, like, we accept all genders, whatever. You know what I mean?
0: Does everybody in these assemblies, does everybody pay, like, rapt attention to it, or do they roll their eyes?
1: No, no one... Uh, sorry, no one, like, really pays attention. Everybody's usually, like, playing on their phones or, like, making fun of it, pretty much. Mm. It's kind of a joke. Um, the teachers are really into it, though. We Yeah, the teachers it, are very into our inclusivity, things.
0: Like... How how do you know that they're really into it? Because they talk to you separately or in, they hold little classes about it?
1: They're very enthusiastic and then they're very much, they don't tolerate any kind of negative speech about the furries or about anybody, but mostly about the furries. Like if they hear you talking about it, they'll like yell at you. Really? Most, most of them will. There's occasionally, there's a few teachers that disagree with it, you know?
0: Now, do you find it, do you find that it's disruptive of your learning? Like,
1: Yeah, probably. If you, if you manage to get a furry in your class, because um, most of the furries are in the grade below me in the freshman. And there's only like a couple. There's probably like 10 in my grade. Um, and if you get a furry in your class, it is kind of disruptive because they're just doing their like dog or cat thing in the corner. Even if they're not like barking at you, they'll be like grooming themselves or like, Okay. I don't know.
0: Let me stop you there. Grooming themselves as in what? Licking their hands and rubbing it on their hair?
1: Yeah, just like a cat would. Okay. Yeah.
0: And what do uh, the dogs do?
1: I don't know. The dogs like they sit up on their chair like uh like 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 a dog would sit, like with their hands in between their feet and their like knees all crouched up. Um and they like look around like a dog would, like like they see like a squirrel or something and they like sniff. It's it's pretty weird.
0: Huh. And the cats, the cats lick their paws and groom themselves in class while class is going on.
1: Yeah. So even if they're not like barking or hissing at you, like, um, it's still pretty disruptive because you watch them and like people will like laugh at them and stuff. And then they get yelled at and it's it's a whole thing.
0: Huh. E, you you left this environment. You said you saw it coming. It wasn't quite as bad as it is now which was just a year ago, you left it, right? Yeah. And
2: I know it definitely wasn't nearly that bad, at least not to my knowledge.
0: And you're on a college campus now. Do you see furries at school?
2: Um, I think the whole time I've been here, I've only even heard about one and it was not to that. And it was like a kid walking around wearing a tail and ears. Like it wasn't anywhere near this type of stuff that's going on in H's school.
0: Yeah. And you're, you're what, three years apart? Four. Okay. So it's definitely something that's coming more rapidly now, post pandemic. Now that school's opened up, is it, do you think it's going to continue growing or is there starting to be backlash or pushback?
2: Um. Honestly, I don't know. I think, it'll depend on the other kids in school and how they react to it. And like in different places. Cause I mean, I have friends who went to school in the same area as me that did not have any in their school because they sat like they got bullied for it or whatever it was. And then I have other friends who had, you know, litter boxes in their classrooms. So I definitely, think it just depends on how the other kids react to it around them.
1: I definitely think it's, it's, It's been, like, growing, but um, besides the actual furries themselves, like, the teachers who are, like, quote-unquote, like, supporting them are just really just trying to do their job. Like, they'll get in trouble by, like, the administrators and stuff if they let it happen, so I don't blame them. I don't think most of them actually support it. But I think it'll definitely depend. And I know the grades below me, the normal kids, they're, like, this is going to sound bad, but the normal kids are pretty nasty, so I think that the furries will probably get bullied a lot in the lower grades.
0: Why do you think they're so nasty? Um,
1: They're just kind of uh, meaner in general. Like I know that like the grade above E's grade was pretty mean too. Like sometimes you just get mean grades and oh. uh, current freshmen and the eighth graders are pretty mean. Interesting. Who knows? E-N- maybe they'll.
0: E and H we've, we've uh, talked probably about a half hour, but I, I thought it was fascinating this conversation we had the other night. So I wanted to, to have you, talk about it a little bit. It's, and it's interesting that the adults in the room, so to speak, the administration, the teachers, that they're letting this happen because it seems like it's detrimental to the other students if you've got somebody who's licking themselves in class.
1: Yeah, it definitely is distracting.
0: Well, thank you very much for coming on Labor Relations Radio and explaining that. I appreciate it.
2: Of Thank course. You. Thanks
0: for All having right. us. Sure. See ya. See ya. You are listening to Labor Relations Radio. So that was e h both lovely young ladies. And it was a pleasure to have them staying here with their family over the weekend. Um, I wanted to have that conversation on air with them because it opens up so many questions, not the least of which, what is happening in today's schools, but for employers out there, Are you going to be subject to lawsuits to provide reasonable accommodations for furries who require a litter box on the shop floor? Or for unions, for example, are you going to be required to defend a furry when they bark at their boss? In any case, that wraps up another episode of Labor Relations Radio. I'm your host, Peter List. If you want to reach out, you can reach out on Twitter at Workplace Report. That's at Workplace RPT. Give us a call at 1-888-668-6466 or leave a comment under the audio portion of this episode. In any case, have a great day. We have a busy schedule lined up with some interesting guests, and I hope you tune into the next episode. Thanks. And listening to Labor Relations Radio. Hey Labor Relations Radio listeners, this is just a quick reminder: if you enjoyed Labor Relations Radio, make sure you share these episodes with your colleagues, and make sure you and your colleagues visit laborunionnews.com and subscribe to our news digest.